Welcome to the 20th, 20, 20, Holy 20th episode of the Game 4 Podcast. In this episode, we will talk about getting out of your gaming comfort zone. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm Matt. And we are part of Milkan. We are a small con- con- uh, company, which is not a word, a small company of uh, developers and I was going to say designers, but it's really just designer. That's yeah. me. Uh, and, and we make apps f- and websites and stuff for companies, but we also make one called Game 4, which is for connecting tabletop gamers. It's something that you can find Android, iOS, the web. You can find stores and events and other players and conventions and groups and clubs, all kinds of stuff in your local area, and it's free. So check it out at uh, imgame4.com. You can find a link in the description, and we'll mention it again probably during the show. Um, what else? What have we been doing? What, oh, about, what about us? That's us. what's important. Yes, everybody's like, what are they doing? Gosh, I really that's what people tune in for, really. Yes. Uh, so uh, one of the D&D campaigns I'm playing, actually it's the only one I'm playing mm-hmm. right now, uh, not your only role playing, but your only D and D. Only D and D. So uh, we are uh, in the world of Eberron, okay, which is uh, famously. I, I first heard about it from Dungeons and Dragons Online. That's where it was at. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, the war, the, the Warforge, the MMO. Yeah, right, right. So the Warforge was what I used to know Eberron basically being, mm-hmm. uh, but hadn't done much about it. And they released a new campaign book back in November of 2019, I believe. Okay, sure. Yep. Um, so that is where this is set, and so it's my first full in-depth kind of a campaign inside this uh, world. Nice. Um, Are you running it? I am not running it, okay. so, which is nice, yeah. uh, and I'm really liking it. Um, there's a lot of kind of like, you know, for lack of better term, steampunk type stuff, but it's magic rather than steam. Like yeah, yeah. Trains and airships and... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was thinking more like robots but like not yeah there's really. some of that too but yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it's got kind of a unique feel to it that's really yeah. kind of fun that's cool um but yeah i've been enjoying the start of that and then uh i've also been finally getting pictures and topics updated to uh, get my blog going again i've oh, been yeah. very lapsed on getting that going um mm-hmm. put a lot of work into the building a game table your blog is called Gaming Matter. Gaming Matter. Yeah. Matt R. Matt R. <laughs> Matt, yeah. uh, and it's on Blogspot? Uh, yes. We'll put a link. In the yeah. GamingMatter.com works as well. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, you bought yep. the game. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've, I put, there was a two-part uh, sessions on how to build a gaming table using my gaming table that I built. Mm-hmm. Uh, that took a lot longer uh, than I thought it would. The building uh, or the blogging? The blogging. Right, yeah. The, the, the building wasn't too bad, and I really enjoyed doing that stuff, but the blogging was, wow. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah uh, but, content creation is a, a bit of a pain sometimes. Yeah, yeah I did not, I totally underestimated the work. So <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It kind of burnt me out for a while, sure. and then uh, got really busy with life and school and everything well, Holidays else. and all that jazz. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, but uh, I've got my next couple of topics already started, and started getting the pictures up for them and stuff like that, so that should be coming out pretty soon. Nice. If not already. Nice. Um, How about you? So I've been doing a bunch of different uh, things, been working on some little projects here and there, and I wanted to do what, uh, what I refer to as a palette cleanser, uh, which is not like my painting palette. I, I, clean, I cleanse that relatively okay. recently, or relatively frequently. Uh, but no, it, it more of like a metaphorical palette, if you will, uh, like, the, like the palette in your mouth. Mm. Anyway, 
uh, I decided I want to work on something a little different for a bit. So um, a couple, like a month back or so, Games Workshop came out with this model, which I believe is a new model. I've never seen it before. I don't know if it's just a repackage. I think it's new. Uh, but it's aimed towards their Warcry line, mm. which uh, is a fantasy-based, skirmishy kind of thing. It's a little bit like like if like if we were taking the SATs, Kill Team is to Warhammer 40K as blank is to Age of Sigmar, and the answer would be Warcry. Uh, and so... Uh, He's called the Agroid uh, or Ogroid uh, Myrmidon, mm. I think. He basically, he's kind of like a big um, Minotaur, okay, with a big cool weapon and a shield. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's relatively recent, and he's on like a 50 millimeter base. He's just a single dude, but he's he's, he's cool. Hmm. Uh, and so I'm uh, I've built him, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do to paint him. Like hmm. I'm going to probably use brushes and airbrushes and paint. That's my okay. plan. But that's as far as I've gotten so far. Um, so there's that, yeah. That's uh, like, I think I'm going to put them together with glue. Yeah, I was thinking glue maybe. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, I'm going to give that a try. Uh, but yeah, so I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to, how I want to do it as opposed to what I want to do with it. I, and I, I want to paint it. So, um, and then I'm also working a little bit still on my Star Breach uh, war bands that I built kind of, I don't want to say from scratch, because that's not true, but mm. I, I, I kit-bashed them quite a bit. Kit-bashing mm, kit yeah. is taking parts from different kits and not literally bashing them together, because that wouldn't work. Again, you use glue. Uh, so you do that. And um, yeah, so I've been doing some of that stuff. Um, uh, also, I am still a, a relatively terrible basement cleaner, so that's going incredibly slowly, because uh, as it turns out, I don't want to do it. As it. I just would rather not. I would mm. rather do most other things than clean my basement. There's only a way that we can do that. Hmm. What's that? Maybe a company that cleans basements. You know, when I thought about it, I honestly did. I'm like, what if I just took a bunch of some money and I just threw it at somebody and said, just clean this. But they'd be like, I would have to stand there the whole time because they'd be like, yeah. what's this? And I'd be like, well, that's a, you know, that's a bag of yeah, shields that, for my You're just saving manual up at that point. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, they're literally just, it's, it's yeah. You really wanted to. But, you know, to be perfectly honest, though, maybe just having somebody who's there on the clock moving along mm. would be a better. I bet there's like an HGTV show that you that could just come in there and do it. That I seems like something that they would I, do. My hope is to never end up on reality television if I can live that long. HGTV, yeah, I'd be okay with. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, well, nonetheless, I don't think that they're going to do that. Like, hey, come. Because it's not, well, number if you're one, like, it's not a hoarding situation. Well, so like, that, that that's like, not going to be interesting. You're pimping your, your gaming cave. So that's a, that's a, That may be a YouTube video, but it's not a HGTV video. Or, I mean, TV show. Not I just that don't. Attitude, well, sir. The, the, no, it's true. I mean. I don't know that I have the time to. There's somebody right now that's like putting this. If anyone from out. HGTV or any channel, not not any channel, but on many many most channels, channels. most channels. <laughs> if you want to start a TV show with me cleaning my basement and and pay me to do it, cool. Not even pay you, just do it. Like, like you mean if they did it and then I didn't have to pay them to do it, right? I guess, or they would just film me doing it, but pay me to do it because they were getting. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm thinking they would have like people in there, that were, like you're sitting there, like experts. Yeah, experts. But they need is experts who are going to be like, you know, know what all this junk is, and be like, okay, well, these are bits. 
that are for 40K. So we're going to put them over here. And they're not, they're, these are not worth anything, and you have a 5 million of them. Right. I mean, all that kind of stuff. If they were just like, honestly, you would never play this build, really. I mean, yeah. if you're going to be playing tournament, I'm like, I don't like to play in tournaments. I'm like, all right, well, then we're going to put it over here. Right. But if you're ever going to play this tournament, this is garbage. Right. Or they'll just it. be like, we're going to put this up on your eBay. Yeah, sure, right, right exactly. now. And yeah, and I'd be like, no, I don't. I need that. They're like, no, no, we're putting it on eBay. See, that's that's why I don't want them there. I don't know. I don't know. But my wife might do it while I'm gone. I'm not. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. I'll just show up and there'll just be an HGTV <laughs> van, and uh, it'll be like a, be, you'll come back from a convention and the whole basement's clean. Ugh, that gives me the shivers. Yeah, I don't need that. Um, let's see. This episode, we've got a question from Matthew, not you. No, nope, somebody else. Matthew. Yes. yes. Uh, I was wondering what you guys recommend to get out of your gaming comfort zone. Interesting. Today's mm. subject is mm. about this. Uh, how do you branch from one type of gaming to another? I'm a war gamer, but have, after listening to the podcast, I'm debating about a dip into the RPGs, the role-playing games. Oh, jump in. The water's see, fine. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, so we, we got this question from Matthew. And, uh, and again, thank you to Matthew for sending in this question. We're going to send you, uh, because we've used your question on the air, we're going to send you an official limited edition uh, podcast t-shirt that mm-hmm. will say uh, my question got read in the podcast and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically what it says. That's an awesome shirt. Yeah, it is. Um, and so, yeah, we'll reach out to you, get your size and your address. But uh, we were listening or we read the, the, the question and we were like, this is not a bad idea for a show. So no, it's a wonderful idea. Yeah, so. yeah. So what do you, uh, what are we thinking about here? Oh boy, this is this is a good one. So, so I, let's clarify, I guess. Yeah, right. We're talking about going outside of your comfort zone. So me, my comfort zone would be miniatures. I'm a miniatures guy. You're a miniatures fantasy sci-fi. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm not historical. Good right. point. Yeah, I don't generally play any historical games. Um, so for me to go outside of my um, comfort zone might be to edge into, uh, much like Matthew was looking at doing here, uh, RPGs. Mm-hmm. Or potentially I'm like, I'm going to get into CCGs. Now, I've made baby steps into a bunch of these different things. Right. Like, we've played some Key Forge. Uh, used to play Magic. And yeah, I, a long time ago, I did play Magic a little bit. Uh, but then, you know, we've done some RPG stuff, mm-hmm. even here at work, and things like that. But the, the question is, is, like, you know, how do you want to go that direction? You have moved out of your comfort zone because you yeah. were mainly a board gamer and a RPG guy. And then. Well, and, and RPG was even not really. Yeah, on that's the true. It's relatively new for you, too. But then it, that was, miniatures that was old, and stuff yeah. is, 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 rel- is quite new. Definitely new. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, let's let's start giving some tips and let's see where this goes. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, the first thing that this one comes from personal experience mm-hmm. is that uh, it's okay to fail. Yeah, you're going to uh, you're going to fail, so expect it. Like if you've never played an RPG before, your first session will not be probably particularly awesome, you or did. you may not be good. At right. Your, the rest of the people around you who are, are have been doing it for a while right. will probably. You will feel put you to shame, but they hopefully will be smart enough to understand that this is you being your first time that they need to help you out and mm-hmm. that they were also not awesome role players on their first time right. and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So uh, expect to fail. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail and learn from it and be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, moving into, let's say you're a, a CCG player, you're a collectible card gamer and you've been doing it for a long time and now you're thinking about board games because you've got a bunch of friends who dig into board games. It, you're gonna maybe look at it from the wrong lens for a bit. You're gonna be looking right. for like card combinations and this and that and the other thing in certain games, and with that won't be as well, important. And, you know? and your strategy is gonna be way off. I know the, the right. first when I first started getting the miniatures, I'm like, 
well, this is what I want to do, but I don't know, can I do this? Because mm-hmm. there's no grid, so I don't know if I can do this. Right, you know, in like, comparison like, to, say, board games where right. you're moving along a certain track. Like, can I take all these 10 guys and suddenly now they're in one line? And, right, yeah. Or, and hiding, and, you know, I was like, I feel like I'm breaking rules, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is of the amongst the four genres within uh, tabletop gaming, and you've got your board gaming, you've got your role-playing, you've got your uh, collectible card gaming, and you've got your tabletop miniatures, wargaming, whatever. Uh, amongst those, they are in many ways wildly different. You know, mm-hmm. like they have similarities, obviously, but they can be a good deal different. Right. So, uh, you know, not quite getting the idea right away is nobody's fault and it's not a bad thing it's right it's how you learn because you figure out what you there, don't yeah, know there'll be a lot of things you'll go oh i didn't know i could do that, that oh, absolutely. Awesome. especially like rpgs where it's oh yeah friendly oh yeah yeah because there's things are so much i would say out of out of all the games rpgs are probably the most open concept or, mm-hmm. or whatever you know what i mean right so yeah that's definitely the case um so yeah you know it's okay to fail and you should uh kind of expect to do it and then and, and learn from it that's how we learn is by screwing up um, now, now you said learn. How how do you learn? So yeah, in that situation, I would tell you. I mean, again, we learn by screwing up, but we can also learn sometimes by uh, just doing a bit of research. And we have this thing called the internet. You may have heard of it. That is pretty awesome. That's the Al Gore thing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's it's got a lot going on. So the the big benefit to what we can do these days, like when I was a kid, sometimes you would have a question and you didn't know the answer to it. Right. That's weird. Or sometimes you would, you know, ask one of your friends and they would have an answer, but you find out later that they really didn't have the answer. Sure, there's that too. But like nowadays when you're like, huh, I wondered this, and then you can just go find out. It's not that hard. So that's cool. Uh, And so because of that, you can go down some internet rabbit holes and start to learn about different types of games, the game that you're interested in or the new genre that you might be interested in dipping your toe into. Um, there are plenty of YouTube channels. There are podcasts, strangely enough, blogs, all that kind of stuff that can help you to find either, like let's say you're interested in getting into role-playing games because you've been hearing about it a lot, you mm-hmm. know, Critical Roles, yep. you know, blown up on Twitch and all that kind of jazz. So then the question you have to ask yourself is like, but do I want to play 5th edition, D&D, because that's kind of what they play, I think, for the most part, or am I interested in something that's a little bit more sci-fi or am I interested in this or that? And that's where that kind of research stuff can come from. And you can find out a good deal online, a good information, good, good, good bit of information online. But the important thing is to then not just pull the trigger. Right. Because you're right there on also the world's largest shopping portal. And uh, <laughs> you don't just be like, oh, that sounds awesome. And all that stuff is right here. Click, 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 click. Yes. And then yeah. your significant other wonders why the Amazon delivery person has right. a broken back right exactly yeah you know that's definitely the case so we you know don't go don't jump all in right when you're thinking about getting into maybe a, trying out a new um, genre moving out of your comfort zone within gaming and and and, and spreading your wings have i used enough um euphemisms at this point i hope so metaphors anyway uh when you're thinking about doing that then um don't just go out and buy a bunch of stuff. I talk right. to people in tabletop miniatures all the time who are like, oh, yeah, I decided to play 40K, so I bought an entire army. And you're like, cool. Maybe that's not necessarily the best place because I know there are plenty of folks out there, plenty of folks out there who I don't bump into at conventions and talk to them. But they own an entire army, and a third of it is built, and a squad of it is partially painted, and they've got it all in their closet or under their bed, and it's been sitting there for a long time. 
and the, it's hard to get that money back. So instead, um, frequently in my area, I always tell people, hey, look, you should probably, you know, baby steps is what you should do. Like, what kind of baby steps do you do in board gaming? Uh, don't buy your own board games. Yeah. Like, you don't have to go buy the top 20 board, hot board games right now. Right. You play others. You play demo copies at stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, maybe there's one that you're like, oh, this one's so good. I like it so much that I want it to be mine. Good stores will have a, uh, a library sometimes. Right. And also local conventions very frequently at board and, game yeah. libraries, too. And a lot of the game stores now you can get, uh, there's used and also uh, dent and dinged mm-hmm. uh, sure. areas. So, you know, you can even maybe save some more money before going for that full brand new retail box. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, the, the ability to um, to kind of, you know, just just really hold back from just trying to buy in real quick. Right, because, don't go I mean, spend... Magic, you just oh, buy you spend boxes and boxes and boxes of boosters. Right. Or tons of singles, which could be, get real expensive if you're trying to, especially if you're trying to like chase like a net list because you did a right. little bit of research. You're like, you're oh, like, this, t- this, this will win all this the thing. This one yeah, last well, year's world, so right, I'm going to yeah. do it and I'll d- dominate all my friends. Yeah, no, don't Good do, luck with that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yeah, so... Uh, before you, you know, jump in, and, and again, we tell you, don't jump in like like that, like right all in right away. Uh, we would tell you to, after you've done some of your online research, I would tell you to go talk to people that you know about what they like mm-hmm. about the new genre that you're thinking about hopping into. If you know someone who's in a role player, like go talk to them and ask them about what they like about it, stuff like that. And then ask them, this is called wisdom. Ask them what they would have done differently mm. uh, now, uh, knowing what they know or, or when or they watch, first started. Watch their YouTube videos that they've created about it. Not everybody's done that, as it turns out. Oh. Uh, no, you know, I know. Not everybody has a YouTube channel. It's weird. Huh. But yeah, no, I would definitely, like, I think there's a lot to be said if you're, like, interested in getting into, like, I've done this when I was kind of, for a while, I was going to think about getting back into magic a little bit, just playing um, Commander mm-hmm. uh, a couple years back. And so I went and talked to my friend who owns my or owns my local game store and is a, a big magic kind of expert guy, and he gave me a bunch of tips and and this and that and the other thing. And so we talked about stuff. But what I should have asked him uh, was, like, what you know? I think that that question, like, what would you have done differently? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, people, most people don't like unsolicited advice. But when you solicit someone for advice, you will generally get it, especially yeah. in gaming. You know what I mean? You're saying that everyone's opinionated? In well, game? everyone's opinionated in general. <laughs> but in gaming, definitely, there's a lot of opinions. So if you can say to a person, you give them the, the, you, you give them the keys and go, look, let me know what you wish oh. you had done differently when you got into oh, yeah. miniatures or some when you got into in board there. gaming. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely look into getting advice and, and help from your friends or if you're part of a gaming club, talk to those folks or if you know, you're just find join from the gaming, store. Yeah, join gaming communities and stuff. Sure, like yep. gaming communities online like Discords and all kinds of stuff like that are great places to find that information out as well. Um, and then when you kind of touched on this earlier, but then do some demos, you know. Uh, very frequently local stores will have demos like specific demos for maybe new games that are coming out. Mm-hmm. A lot of times stores will also have, uh, especially in board games, you'll have board game libraries. Yep. Like you don't usually have like a magic card library. There's not usually RPG library too much. No, you know, that kind of they'll stuff. have free but RPG day. Sure. That's yeah, absolutely. a great time. That's they'll true. try to a whole bunch of them. But board game uh, libraries, if you're interested in getting into board gaming, are spectacular because you can go to a shop 
and either check it out sometimes for free, sometimes not, depends on the store. Right. And, and then and we've the, and we've talked about you know sometimes they'll have fifteen expansions in there, so you know watch to make right. sure that you're kind of yeah. doing the base no, version. We can talk about that can. too. Yeah, because look, a lot of times Kickstarters will come up with right. a whole bunch of extra junk, and it may be more stuff. You might want to just learn the base game when you first right. start. And yeah, and if you do learn like the base game, or if they're running a demo mm-hmm. for you, uh, another good tip is to kind of find out like go oh so we played kind of the demo. You know what's different in the full game? Sure, right, yeah. Uh, cause sometimes because sometimes be like, the people will run a, a simpler version as the right, demo and then, just to give and you then the then flavor. Like, oh, and the, and the more complicated one, it takes two more hours to set up. Right, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like, oh, that's not my thing. Then I okay. don't want that. Yeah. Right. No, I mean that's. I mean, unless you love setting stuff up for a couple hours. Um. Yeah, but that's the that's a big important deal is to go to if you can get. If you're like, you know, you're like mostly, let's say, an RPG person and you want to go to a local uh, gaming convention, a lot of local gaming conventions will have, if you're interested in getting a, let's say, board gaming, uh, a lot of them will have uh, bar- board game libraries that you can, uh, you know, just check out yep. a game and then do that stuff. Or if tables, you're, table games to sign up for. Right. If you're a war gamer and you're interested in getting RPGs, a lot of times local conventions will have. RPG games that are very welcoming to, to newbies, basically. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so that's, I think, also a super good... Like, stores are great for that stuff, but so are local conventions. We have them near you. Um, we have a listing of local conventions in the game for app. So if... We do. If you can't find one in your local area, but you hear about one that's going on or whatever, you can put them in there for free as well. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, that, that kind of stuff is important um, because that, it can help you really get the flavor for it before you start buying stuff. Right. And you know, and if you don't have a local game shop, uh, your uh, friends might be able to help you out with that, like a gaming club, right, or right. even just your friends in general. Like if your friends are already playing the type of game you're thinking about scooching into a little bit, then obviously they're a you know definitely like a, right. a, a resource that you'd be interested mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Or you know, you know, if you are getting into it, maybe talk another friend into doing it with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, w- I mean. To some degree, we did a little bit of that with Keyforge when we started, like, kind of messing yeah, with Keyforge right, right, right. because we were because it's really hard to play Keyforge by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most most uh, most of those uh, collectible card game style games are difficult to play by yourself, um, and that sounds like a joke. But there are solo. Um, I mean, you probably wouldn't play a solo RPG. I don't. Know, are there any solo RPGs? There are solo board games and there are solo war games, mm-hmm. but I don't know uh-huh. if there's a solo RPG. That would be basically you just imagining things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just rolling to see what you yeah, get. I think that's kind you of, get hit by a golf. I think that's kind of why like uh, your your video games have really right. taken no, off. Right, no, absolutely, that because, because of that. people want the RPG-style experience to some degree, but they don't have a, a, a DM, so they just you know play a video game, which I can totally understand. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's just nice to have that uh, ability to be able to try some of these new things with people either that are friends of yours or people that you're meeting at a convention or people at a store who are running a demo or anything along those lines. Um, I've been to stores before that have the game libraries, uh, and I've seen just, like, for like a group of friends walk in and sit down and, like, grab a game and, and start playing it, you know, off of the rental thing. Mm-hmm. And um, then that way they, you know, find out whether they dig it or not and right. sit there and be reading the rules and looking through all the stuff and every once in a while I suppose I think I've also seen it because like one person knows it so they can kind of help right. move people through it quicker, quicker if you are a this is the downside I think to being in a group where you're all interested in a new genre you've all never done it before and you're going to sit down and open up this box and try to figure it out it can be done but it's a bit easier if you've got somebody there who at least kind of knows that, mm-hmm. that new genre area 
Um, I think that's important. Um, I think it's also important to see if there are any gateways between mm. the genres that you already play in the new one. And what I mean by gateway, it's a thing I've been talking about on my YouTube channel for a long time. The concept of a gateway game uh, in tabletop wargaming is a game that can bring people from a different genre to my genre. So there are plenty of board games out there that have lots of miniature pieces in them, but that doesn't necessarily make it a gateway game. No, but like uh, the game Gloomhaven is an excellent RPG gateway. From board games. From, from board, board games. games to RPGs. Yeah, yep. exactly. It, it gives you, you know, persistent characters, uh, uh, you know, choices, uh, classes. Then leveling up. Leveling up. Uh, skills, whatever that right. kind of jazz. So it's like an RPG almost, but it's in the big box that's an art that's right, a board so game more simplified has yep. tiles and, yeah exactly so it's heading you in that direction but it's not ripping off the band-aid mm-hmm. um in 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 my type of gaming like i said in in tabletop war gaming you've got games out there that are like like zombicide is a good gateway game mm-hmm. because it is still a board game and yeah it comes with lots of miniatures but you're actually looking at like do i have this range to shoot my gun at the like can these guys see me or not it gets into line of sight range uh positionality all kinds of different things like that that you find when you are working with a role-playing game whereas in a a normal board game it's just basically like oh i move my guys three spots one two three now i'm over here by Candyland or whatever mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff that was a little bit of a low blow i, I apologize not not all board games are Candyland. um but uh, yeah, so that type of thing uh, is, is interesting because it, it helps a lot with um, kind of slowly baby stepping into this new genre. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you were into board gaming, mm-hmm. what would be a gateway between board games and RP? Or sorry, board games and um, collectible card games? I would say oh, Dominion would not be a bad one. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Uh, d- uh, Any of those living card game type style, right? Uh, legendary. Uh, yeah, uh, Ascension, race, race to the galaxy, race to the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's. I true. mean, you're to you're building degree. decks and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. No, that's um, true. Yeah, like what's a uh, gateway from? Hmm, let's see if we can stump you. What's the? I don't know what a gate. What's a gateway between say uh, collectible card games and actually this is an easy one. Collectible card games and uh, miniatures and wargaming. Ooh. Uh, X-Wing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Because yeah. you're, you're kind of limited, but you're still kind of building your... You're, your you're kind of building a deck to some degree, kind mm-hmm. of. Like you're like picking card combinations for each of your space fighters and right. stuff like that. And you and, don't have to paint. Right, so. you don't have to paint. We've seen plenty of people actually who are Magic players who started also playing um, Star Wars X-Wing back yep. when it first came out. That I saw a lot of people at our local shop who I'm like, aren't you usually here for Friday Night Magic? And they've got like a ton of spaceships. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also going to say um, that one's actually better than the one that I thought. Uh, I was thinking uh, uh, Warhammer Underworlds. Yeah. Like yeah. Shadespire and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Again, that one's a little bit more deck building, deck building, as right. opposed to just having cards and combos. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a good... So yeah, there are gateway games out there for every, I would assume, every genre. I don't know what the if you want to go from RPGs to CCGs, that's a tough one. Um, I'm sure there's got to be a. Is there a role playing game for Magic? Mm, like that uses the story? Yeah. Well, there is. Didn't they just put out a book? 
Didn't didn't Wizards of the Coast just well, put out a, a book books. that's about the, the planeswalkers and stuff like that? Yeah, there's somebody yelling at their. I'm sure. Yeah, you right let now. us know in the comments below what if you've got actually a, a, a gateway game like I I would love to see some some emails and some comments about like if you wanted to go from this to this, what are the good gateway games? Oh yeah, we yeah. could make up a cool list and maybe that would be make, the, maybe that a good be article or a good something or whatever. Yeah, we'll do something. The gateway. I'll write it on a piece of paper and then leave it someplace. That's like content creation. Yeah. Not quite. Um, so, yeah, but gateway games are super important, I think, for that kind of stuff. It's it's super helpful to dip your toe but not completely rip, rip off the Band-Aid and mm-hmm. all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I th- it's just important to set some goals and, uh, right. and yeah. understand that your goals don't have to be written in stone. Right, yeah. Like why are you getting into RPGs? Are you getting into RPGs because you like the genres? You want to get into storytelling. You want to it's because your friends are playing it. Your friends are playing it. Yeah. Um, because you're going to be the net Matt, uh, next Matt Mercer. Sure. Um, I mean, there's, straight there's up, just, it, it you a, may be doing it because your friends are doing it, and still find that you really hate it. And mm. Even though you and your friends are good friends and you like a lot of the same things, there may be something. That, Sometimes they're just wrong. <laughs> exactly right. Sometimes <laughs> they're just not very smart, and so uh, that's the way it works. So yeah, it's um you know there just because you're like okay cool I'll give it a try, mm-hmm. um you know you can do that and here's the deal if you go I'll give it a try and you follow the stuff that we've said here you will most likely you are much less likely to end up with at the end a whole bunch of let's say RPG books but you don't want to play RPGs you know what I mean right you know if you were like I'll give it a try and you just use like D&D Beyond you use your right. friends like you know player handbook and all that kind of jazz and everything you maybe have some dice or you borrow some dice or you maybe you buy dice that's fine but if you were like I want to play D&D and you go out and you buy the three books you know well one book really why because you're not DMing so you're really right but, but there are people out there who will do that oh they'll, they'll buy like eight books right yeah, exactly yeah, and so yeah. if you go through all that you spend a whole bunch of money yeah. on books and you buy like you know six pounds of dice and then you've you got all like kinds of miniatures uh, and stuff like that the, and then it turns out you hate it the poker term is uh, pot committed right exactly yeah. where you're like well I already spent $2,000 on this thing so I might as well keep going into it because I don't want that money to be wasted you know and it's interesting because the, uh, I, at least I see it in wargaming uh there's an all-in and fold. That's I see that a lot, where I will spend oh. a whole bunch of money and then give up, like, real quick. I mean, I won't. I've, you know, I'll spend a bunch of money, but I've been, you know, seemingly going on with it for quite some time now. Mm. But there are plenty of people who will just spend a bunch and then go, oh, this is not very much fun, and then just dump it. Well, not even dump it. Like, he'll just sit in their closet. Right. The smart ones are the ones who are like, I'm going to throw it on eBay. You know, but it's, uh, I don't know. I, it's difficult, and I think that that's another good reason for, like, what's one of the reasons why I think that in the industry right now, at least in, in miniature wargaming, uh, skirmish games are so popular because you're not building an entire army full of so, 75 right, to 100 dudes. little dudes. You're building an army of 10. Smaller commitment, yeah. Exactly. So um, that kind of thing makes a lot of sense. And 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 I've got a friend who just, uh, I think this weekend, he had a little event at his house for some of his other friends who have played miniature games in the past but have not played in quite some time. Mm. And so he just had four small armies for kill team and he set up a board and had them all come over and taught them the nice. rules and sat down and played and they didn't have to paint anything or buy anything or whatever they mm. probably had some some uh, adult beverages maybe some, some snacks and you know it, it's a fun time so that kind of thing is also helpful because you can also and we've talked about becoming a gaming advocate in the past mm-hmm. this is sort of the opposite side of that coin okay you know in that 
normally like becoming a gaming advocate, you're saying, I really like this game and nobody in my area plays it. So I'm just going to keep standing on the soapbox and teaching people about it until hopefully we get a, a community of people playing it. Right. Whereas the, the opposite is like, I am interested in this game so I, for myself. So I'm going to try to figure out if I can find people. You know, if we can get the person who's looking for something outside their comfort zone and the people who are looking to be gaming advocates, if we can get them together, mm. that's a thing. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of stuff, I think, is pretty important and, and useful uh, for getting, getting people to start trying to play some other things. I mean, right. what's the benefit, really, to getting outside? If you're going to sit down and, like, actually look at the, the brass tacks, like, what's the benefit of getting outside of your comfort area? It's uh, learning more stuff, so you get uh, kind of a broader experience, and then being able to take uh, stuff that, because each genre offers something different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, uh, uh, I still remember when I was starting to get miniatures, you're like, oh, the nice thing about miniatures is that you can hobby even when nobody's around. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, so, becomes a, it becomes a solo experience when you want it to be, and if, you know, you're snowed in. You, that's a great time to sit down right. and, you know, and paint a bunch of stuff. You know, and board games, uh, easy to travel. You know, yeah. if, I, if I'm going on a road trip, it's harder to take, you know, a 2,000-point army right. than it is to take, you know, five or six board games. Sure. Uh, and also able to get more people into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, because even smaller yet than board games are generally uh, uh, card games, card games yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like collectible card games. But then generally the way the collectible card games are played is that everybody needs to have their own deck. Right. So you could bring a couple of decks and be like, here, and show them. But, you know, it, with the board games, you just, like, open up the box and everybody plays, and then you put the box away. Right. It's, it's kind of nice that way. So, yeah, I think that the benefits also for getting outside your comfort area is that there are a lot of gamers out there who are kind of stuck in a rut sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, they play, like, the one game they like to play. Let's Maybe they're, like, really into Magic, or they're really into... Uh, Age of Stigmar, where they're really into settlers. Or settlers, yeah, like that's all they play. Like they go to tournaments and all that kind oh, of stuff. I, yeah, and, I just oh, saw yeah. someone that, who bought a three D printer just to make to, three, just to make settlers, just terrain? to make the settler like uh, board. board, yeah, the three D board. Yeah, I which mean, is you know, awesome. I just, I'm like, wow, that's that's dedication. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. I mean, that's that's the trick. And so, being able to kind of spread it around a little bit, it does a couple of different things. I think. Number one is it teaches you about different types of games out there. Maybe you'll find a game you like even a little bit better. Or sometimes you won't feel like you're stuck in a rut because you'll be like, oh, I've been playing Settlers so much. I'm just not, I just can't do it this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit and veg in front of the TV. And instead, you'll be like, you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to get together and um, play some D&D with right. my other pals. And that's cool. But it's also uh, connecting you to more people. I was going to say, yeah, uh, how many times, you know, if you only play D&D and mm-hmm. then, your group doesn't get together for three months because of scheduling conflicts. Yeah, no, that's you, very true. You could just fall off the wagon. Right, be like, ah, I'm not into tabletop gaming anymore because I can never play. Oh, yeah. Versus, oh, I can pretty much any night of the week go and play a board game at the shop. Or It's all about diversifying yeah. your gaming. That's, right. I, I think I may have made a video about that a long time ago. I'm pretty sure it was a long time ago, but I did make a diversify your gaming video. And I, I think that back then the idea was, and again, it was wargaming, hey, if this company that makes this game that you like goes out of business or does something horrible to that game that you don't like anymore, then if that's the only game you play, you fall out of the hobby. Mm. Whereas if you play a couple different games, then if this one goes weird on you, then you could be like, cool, I'll just switch over to this one now. Right. Um, and so it's the same type of thing with this situation. Well, you're right. When, when you are only stuck in a rut of one game with one group of friends, then if something happens to that group, whether it's just scheduling or whether somebody moves away or whatever, it can really put a kibosh on your um, 
your tabletop gaming time and your enjoyment. So, um, yeah, definitely think about it I, at the very least. It mm-hmm. doesn't cost anything. Think about, you know, hey, I like if, if you're a person who plays just like one type of game or maybe even just two types of games and you're thinking maybe there's a third type of game I might be interested in. If you only play one type of game, I think it's a super smart idea to look at other ones as well. If you play two, then it's not a bad idea to look at a third one. If you already play three different types of games already... You might as well get all four. Well, see, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> got to collect them all. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 that's something to think about as well. All right. Is there anything else we've got for that topic? I Which think we got from Matthew, but yeah, no, hopefully, not you. Hopefully that covers what Matthew was looking for. I hope that that's a good answer. Yeah, hopefully. All right, now we'll get into the rest of the episode here. The actual yeah. topic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Game 4 Podcast. If you've got questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you could also, I don't know, subscribe if you are I mean, if you haven't already. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear something about like a thumbs up, a like. I don't know. You could do that too if you're into yeah. that kind of thing. And the, the more, yeah, the more they do that, the more stuff we can do with our podcast. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, if you're listening via your favorite podcast player, you just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us at email or via email. I've said it screwed up. I've screwed it up a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Last couple of weeks, I remember that. That sentence is throwing me off. That does it. We're rewriting that whole uh, That's outro. probably not a bad idea, really. Uh, anyway, you could send us an email uh, at podcast at imgame4.com. Again, also, if you're listening to us on podcast stuff, if you want to write us a review or something, that'd be cool. That would or be even awesome. just give us the stars or whatever the thing is. But a, an actual written review would be also spectacular. Yeah, that like helps us. On uh, iTunes or Spotify or whatever. That, that does helps help people us find us. Yep. We're yeah, starting absolutely. to see... Uh, the you know us showing up on some charts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially Luxembourg. For so, some reason, so, people in Luxembourg. I, so if it's, it's it could be just literally like two people in Luxembourg. But thank you because we've, thanks to we've those been folks number one on leisure and, and games for the last couple of weeks in, so. in in Luxembourg. In Luxembourg, which is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, awesome. awesome. no with that. I've I, never been to Luxembourg. I think we're gonna have to go if we well, keep doing that. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, it's an office trip. All right. Anyway, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and technically TikTok. Uh, lastly, to find out more about the Game 4 platform designed to connect tabletop gamers, please check out our website at www.imgame4.com. That is www.iamgameforo.com. Thanks. Thanks.